With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We bring in Mike Tannenbaum, the ESPN NFL front office insider and uh, former Jets general manager. You can see him on Get Up, NFL Live, and Sports Center. Mike, let me start with the question I just posed. How do the Ravens make this a positive with Lamar Jackson moving forward? Great to be with you, Dan. Hey, look, Lamar, we're not letting you go. You mean too much to us. We put substantial offers on the table, and I know that from talking to multiple people around the league. They clearly want them, and what they need to do, Dan, is say, those crazy people in Cleveland, it's one deal. I could show you 20 other deals that our deal reflects the marketplace. We care deeply about you. You're 26. We got you a new offensive coordinator, and we're going to stand shoulder to shoulder moving forward and we're not putting this type of money on the table if we didn't think you were the guy that could take us to where we want to go. They can still strike a deal with him, correct? Until July 15th, and I would be working around the clock to get a deal done, and here's why. You want to lock him up for the reasons we just discussed, but more fundamentally, Dan, the league year starts next week on March 15th. Right now, $32 million counts on their cap. If they do a longer-term deal, they could lower that cap number pretty significantly, which you want to do so they could go hopefully get a receiver and other weapons to help Lamar. So there's a sense of urgency really on both sides here. But it, I, I know that uh, colluding is one of those dangerous terms to throw out there, but when we realized what was happening with Lamar, the number of teams who need quarterbacks – almost all simultaneously said, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson. How do I not read into colluding with those teams, those owners who are trying to reset the market here for quarterbacks? Yeah, it could be the right charge. It's the wrong time, though. We got to pump our brakes, and here's why. Let's say we were running the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to come out on the record yesterday and say, we have no interest in Lamar Jackson because our audience is our young quarterback, Desmond Ritter. We don't care about everybody else. We care about us. So to me, there could be collusion. We're not going to know that till May. A lot of things are going to happen in the offseason. I was with the Dolphins one year. We had Brandon Albert. The number one guy on the board was Laramie Tunsil. There was no chance we were going to get him, and obviously the rest is history. The point being is there's going to be some twists and terms. What happens if Tennessee loses Ryan Tanhill? Maybe they go after Lamar Jackson and pay this bill. We don't know. So – I saw the speculation on Twitter. We talked about it on GetUp. The only grade we could give that is a grade of incomplete. Let's see what happens over the next two months. 
Wait, take us back to the draft with Laramie Tunsil. So you're with the Dolphins. At, yep. at what point did you realize that that video was out of him smoking pot? Yeah. So, Dan, this is a fascinating story. So we have uh, Brandon Albert at left tackle. The number one guy on the board is Laramie Tunsil. Tennessee, for a long time, had the first pick. They needed a left tackle. Chris Greer, who was GM, I was the EVP of football operations. To Chris's credit, he's like, we should do research on Tunsil. Me and everybody else is like, we're wasting our time. Like, he'll never get to us. So over those next couple months, we had done our research. And then the gas mask comes out right before the draft, like 20 minutes beforehand. And, like, look, it was startling to us. But because we had done all the work, we knew he was a great kid. He was young, loved football, great teammate. And, Dan, even as the draft started, we're like, there's no way he's going to get to 13. He was number one on our board. And we thought – Ironically, Baltimore would take him. They took Ronnie Stanley. Then it got down to the Saints were like, you know, Sean Payton will take him. And they obviously didn't. And here we are with the 13th pick in the draft. We get the best player on the board. And that's why, like, we got to pump the brakes on this collusion because we don't know what's going to happen. I promise you, Dan, if you and I are speaking in a week, in a month, something is going to knock our socks off. Maybe Derrick Henry gets traded. Maybe Trey Lance gets traded. Who knows what's going to happen? But the point is, we don't know just because a couple teams came out yesterday to say that we have collusion. He's Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. All right. Uh, the Giants' decisions with uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. How would you grade those decisions? Yeah, I would give it a D- minus for uh, Daniel Jones in terms of they made a massive mistake a year ago. For $22 million, they could have put the fifth-year option on, yeah. paying dearly. And let's put context on that, Dan. They're paying him $40 million a year. They have so many holes. Let's take a good young corner, Jamel Dean. At $18 million, they could go get a really good young corner that this team desperately needs. So they overpaid because we just all came back from the combine, Dan. There's very few answers, if at all, in this year's draft. There's a lot more questions. They couldn't let Daniel Jones go, so they stretched to pay him. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is they were able to tag Saquon Barkley. And it's, it's amazing for all this discussion around the league about running backs aren't worth it. Three of them got tagged in Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and Barkley. Derrick Henry's on the market. What kind of market do you think there is for Derrick Henry? If I'm a team that's really close, take the Dallas Cowboys, for example, boy, I'm giving up maybe a second or a third round pick. If I could pair him with Tony Pollard, look out. If I'm Buffalo and I got to figure out a way to keep Joe Burrow off the field or Patrick Mahomes off the field in the second half of a playoff game, look out. So I'm probably giving up a second round pick because if I feel like I'm close, Derrick Henry's that good. And Jerry Jones is on record saying that uh, they were going to make a splash offensively in the offseason. And I think we're all led to believe it's Odell Beckham. But I was wondering about DeAndre Hopkins. He can be had. And if I said you could have D Hop or you could have Odell Beckham as your big offseason splash, who would you take? D Hop, he's just more productive and durable. I mean, it's not even close when you look at I love Odell. He was the best player in the Super Bowl two years ago until he got hurt. And here's what's interesting, Dan. Coach Parcells always talked about the most underrated aspect of team building was evaluating your own. And Jonathan Gannon's coming in, and they may or may not evaluate their own well. Like, I'll tell you this, Andy Reid, never take a player Andy Reid moves on from because he does a great job of evaluating his own. <laughs> Coach, I, I mean, Tyreek Hill, maybe a little bit of an exception. 
Coach Belichick, for the most part, when he moves on from a corner, don't sign him. My point is, like, they have a lot of work to do in Arizona. D-hop is an opportunity for another team to go get a great wide receiver. You were there when Brett Favre came to the Jets. What would your pitch be like to Aaron Rodgers if you were still with the Jets? Three points I would make, Dan. Legacy, legacy, and legacy. You win a Super Bowl in New York, you're on the pantheon of all-time greats. And I'm talking about Derek Jeter, and I'm talking about Joe Namath and Eli Manning and Phil Simms and Tom Coughlin and Bill Parcells. There's nothing like the platform of New York and the NFL. So you win here, you'll go down as an all-time great. Well, he'll still go down as an all-time great, but he'll be an all-time great in New York you know, history. But I don't know what matters to Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, Brett Favre, what mattered to Brett Favre? He wanted to poke an eye, yeah. really poke the eye of Green Bay. Yes. And I think being a great negotiator and a great recruiter is being a great listener. And you make a really good point that's important. I would go out to California or wherever he is. I would take a yellow pad and I would just keep asking question after question. What's important to you? Hey, Maybe there's, you want to go meet Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan. Maybe you want to go to the United Nations. Like, whatever you want to do, we can do in New York. And going back to Favre, he wanted to hunt and fish. So, Dan, I told him, I'm like, Brett, if you come to the Jets, I'm going to find your ass as if every Tuesday you're not hunting and fishing. And we took Google satellite imaging of a farm that was 15 minutes from the facility. I'm like, here's where your ass is going to be every Tuesday. You can't be in the building. So, that is part of you coming to the jet. And those were ways that we were slowly, it'll make progress because let's face it, Dan, like you're a Northeast guy as well. But if you're Aaron Rodgers that grew up in California and being Green Bay or you're Brett Favre from Mississippi, the perception of New York could be pretty startling. Yeah, I just, you know, Rodgers is wired differently and, and than Favre. And, you know, Favre, I could see where he wants to show the Packers, hey, I can still play. I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers wants to stick it to the Packers. Does he? I do. I, I think when he came out on that podcast a week ago and he still was like emoting about, well, they traded up for Jordan Love and then I went out and I won the MVP. Like, hey, Aaron, you're an all-time great. Like, Jordan Love was 4,000 transactions ago. When you run an NFL team, you have hundreds of transactions every year. So who cares? Like, this is about you. This is not about Brian Gutekunst trading up for Jordan Love. So I actually think part of it is proving he can win. And now the inverse of that, Dan, which is really interesting, is if I'm the Packers, I'm pushing him to the AFC because I don't want to see this guy unless it's in the Super Bowl. So there's a lot going on here, but I think it's clear the Packers are ready to go with Jordan Love. I want to circle back to this before I let you go with Deshaun Watson's contract. I've talked about if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm playing against this guy twice a year at least, and you know that he's making you know $40 million more, whatever it is, than your contract. Let's remove his contract and I say to Lamar Jackson these are your comps you know if it's Kyler Murray if it's uh Russell Wilson Russell Wilson. like can you can you do that and say to his camp this is where we're going to be can we find a soft landing here for both of us and is that the way you get this done yeah, I think that's one of the ways and the other expression we use sometimes is we're going to grow the pie so you want $230 million guaranteed? Well, guess what? He got that on a four-year deal. We'll give you 
I'm making this up now, $232 million guaranteed, and we'll do a 10-year deal, 12-year deal. Like, there's other ways you could do it, or we'll give you an incentive package that if you win the MVP again, you'll be 20% more than Deshaun Watson was. So there are ways, but what happens, Dan, sometimes, and I've been there in particular with a couple big guys like Darrell Rebus, like very notable negotiations, deal fatigue sets in, and that's what I'm concerned about here is, You've been looking at the same guys in the room. There's no agent. The friction goes up. Mm. Both sides have an ego. And now that landing spot becomes smaller and smaller. I'll leave you with this. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, are they $230 million guys? Are they going to be yeah. asking for that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll throw a third name in there. Jalen Hurts, as a second-round pick, he's extension eligible. Now, he hasn't done it as long as Burrow and Herbert, but he played flawlessly, and he played great in the Super Bowl, Dan. So this is an unbelievable offseason when we think about the transformative aspect of not only Lamar, but those other guys you just mentioned. I think someone, if they don't get to 230, I think they're going to get pretty darn close. Yeah, good stuff as always, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thanks for having me, Dan. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or, I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. 
Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick 6draftkingscom slash promos. So there he is. Hey. Hey. Ryan Leap. Hey. Ryan Leap is here. Look at that. that. How about that? Is for, he in our tournament? How, how are we doing? I just had to drop my car off at the Kia of Milford, so I thought I'd come over and sit for the two hours and watch your show, and then he asked me to come work. I okay. Mean, yeah. All right. Well, great to see you. Uh, the NFL Network, I've, I've seen you on the uh, doing the morning thing. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, they've given me an opportunity to break down some players, and then uh, – Last week, I got to host the whole show for three days while Peter Schrager was at the at the combine. So that was that was a lot of fun. You brought up something, and I'm going to get to this other situation with Lamar Jackson and, and Aaron Rodgers. But you brought up something about Russell Wilson and why he's been struggling, and I'd not heard that from anybody. So if you could enlighten our audience on what you think could be maybe at the crux of Russ struggling in Denver. Well, I I, I didn't mean for any it to be an excuse or anything. It's it's not. I just don't think enough people had context around what happened. So um, when he got to IMG before he started to go into the draft, he met a young man by the name of Trevor Moad. And Trevor worked really in the cognitive thinking um, behavior aspect of things. Uh, He's worked with Alabama and Nick Saban and Kirby Smart in Georgia for years, helping their players build this mentality. And, and uh, he really worked with, with Russell and, Russell bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, It's a neutral thinking. It is about not allowing uh, a semblance of negativity into your thinking at all. It's not necessarily positive thinking. It's just staying as neutral as possible. Um, And and I think it's – and he bought into it so much that it almost seems at times like he's a simulation sometimes. And and so that can be off-putting. That could be isolating. Um, But Trevor – who helped me once I got out of prison, started working with me a way, the way I think and the way I go about things. And he's re- a big reason why I'm, I'm the person I am right now in these last 10 years. Um, he passed away, uh, unfortunately, uh, right at the end of, of Russell's tenure in, in Seattle. And they usually did their work in the off season. So they probably had all their work kind of done and, and, and ready to go that year. And, and he struggled, of course, his last year in Seattle with injuries. And I, I just think it was something that truly affected him. Last year, I think he just went so much over the top to try to be that way. It did look like he was a simulation at times last year. And, um, and I had some friends of his reach out here after they saw me talk about it and said this was kind of spot on. And, and you're right. No one was talking about this. Everybody was kind of I, I get people throwing trash at him around everything and some of the things he's done, but I wanted some people to have some context around. And it was also a way to honor my friend who's, who's gone, who did tremendous things for so many people, for Russell in particular, uh, and, and for me in particular as well. Yeah, we've had, uh, we had Trevor in here. He, he joined us uh, one show and you know, talked about positivity and talked about you know, being with athletes and, and how you get them ready yeah. for an upcoming season or a big game. Ryan Leaf joining us uh, by surprise here in studio. The Lamar Jackson situation. How does this work out 
for both. I I mean, I don't see how it does. But then to hear the teams last night just instantaneously come out and say, well, we're not, we're not in the Lamar Jackson business. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially teams that we are talking about need quarterbacks. But do you think they're saying that and that's the way they're going to be this entire summer? Or do you think the Falcons go, you know, Listen to this. Anybody? Yeah, listen to this. So I, when I was on Good Morning Football the other morning, I said, anything you hear from Super Bowl to draft day, you can't believe a word that comes out of anybody's mouth. Yeah. Nobody's. Not an agent's, not a player's, not a front office, anybody. Because everybody's trying to leverage everybody. Everybody's trying to get something more off somebody. So yeah, I, I, I don't like the, the public aspect of it where they came out and did that. Maybe they were posturing because I don't, I can't fathom a, a bunch of teams going after Lamar Jackson right now because you can get him by paying him what he wants and all you have to give up is two first-round draft picks. I, I, I'm, I'm all in that, that thing if I'm the Jets, if I'm the Panthers, if I'm the Falcons. Yeah, but are you paying him $230 million yes. guaranteed? You yes. are? yes. Yes, this is where contracts are going, and this is why no one wants to do it because they don't want a second. They can use the Deshaun Watson as an outlier because of the significant difference of what was going on last year. They don't want to pay a second one because then owners throughout the league now know every time they sign a quarterback, it's going to have to be fully guaranteed money. But are they, I know they're trying to reset the market. Yeah. But I would be saying to Lamar and his mom, we're going to look at Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson's contract. Like, that's that's where we can be, and we want you to be here, and we will guarantee, you know, you'll get the same numbers that they're getting. And, you know, is that going to be good enough for you? Or do you just say, nope, I should be paid every bit what Deshaun Watson's getting paid? He, uh, he is stuck to his guns, and I will, I'll give him a ton of credit for that because I don't think for a second that if there isn't a contract that comes on the table and he's asked to play on the non-exclusive tag next year, I don't think he plays on it either. But I got to give up two first-round picks for him and pay him all that money. I think Atlanta would be an ideal place for him. I could see the commanders and Daniel Snyder giving the middle finger to the rest of the NFL and saying, hey, before I sell this team, I'm going to give him that. You guys deal with that. Uh, yeah. You guys deal with that when your you know, contracts come up. But if you're the Bengals and you're the Chargers, are you going to pay $230 million guaranteed to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? Yes. Those two are by far guaranteed worth. money. Yes. Okay. That's where it's going. The quarterback position is going to be a fully guaranteed position and they are holding out as long as they can but i can guarantee that ryan but i don't want to guarantee 230 million dollars i'd like to bring him back to where the other players are i know you'd like to he's not willing to do that and he right now is one of the best quarterbacks in all of the nfl and that is a league okay that is run uh, by uh, that. all right here you go you got uh, justin herbert joe burrow lamar jackson Give me the order of you're going to pay $230 million guaranteed. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Okay. But all three in your bank account are getting $230 million guaranteed. Yeah, they can. uh, Capologists, general managers, they can figure a way to get it done. Just listen to Andrew Brandt. Uh, He's helped me a ton in figuring out how to go about this, where you go and pay your quarterback a ton of money, a huge portion of what the cap percentage is, and still be able to feel a very competitive team. He's been 
incredibly helpful to yeah, me but, to understand but that. But you've got Lamar who's been injured the last two years. I'm not going to pay you on what you did. i got to pay you on what we are going to do together as we move forward. I, I can't pay him that kind of well, if I'm not going to give him guaranteed $230 million. If you paid him what he did, every time he's been on the field, he's been the best player in that division. You know, uh, at the quarterback position. When he's been hurt, he's been hurt. I don't fault him at all for not playing at the end of the year if he wasn't 100% because he went out and played on his fifth year. They should have done this deal. Yes. They should have done this deal after year three. But the same thing with the Giants, with Daniel Jones. They should have. They should get that at all. Would you have given Daniel Jones that deal? I wouldn't have. Yeah. But... Uh, but they were kind of they kind of put themselves in a tough position. They didn't give him the fifth year option, right? He goes out and plays so well that they get to the the he wins a playoff game, and then he had the leverage. I, I don't know how much leverage. I don't know who was bidding against. No, I, I give him a, a you know non exclusive. You want it? There you go. You want him? I'm the only. You're the only other person I've heard say that. I said it too. They should have given him the non exclusive, paid sure. him thirty two point eight, and say do it again in Brian Dable's offense. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Too. I'm uh, with you. Uh, the situation with the Jets. What can the Jets tell Aaron Rodgers? What do you think they told Aaron Rodgers that would make him go, All right, I'm going to be a Jet. Oh, I'm sure they, you know, you know, clamored to his ego and, uh, you know, <laughs> approached the, approached the, uh, you know, the narcissistic kiss, personality, kiss the kiss, ring, kiss the ring. Um, and Nathaniel Hackett's there. There's a big, I mean, but do was, you want Aaron Rodgers? No, no. Listen to this people. All right. You are the New York Jets. Do you honestly think you bring in an Aaron Rodgers? The team is good enough. You add that piece. They leapfrog Buffalo. They leapfrog Cincinnati. They leapfrog Kansas City. I'm even going to throw Jacksonville and Los Angeles in the equation. Maybe Miami. You think they leapfrog all those people because you only get them for a year. You're only going to get them That's for one year. That's why I don't want him because... There you go. You I and I are so on the same page. And I never would have thought that. Yep. Yeah. I think they go after Lamar. That's enough. I, I think they get on get on that plane and fly right to Baltimore or down to Miami, wherever. So you would take Lamar if you're the Jets over Aaron Rodgers? I would pay him the... What his, I would sign him to his offer sheet, toss over those a uh, couple first round draft picks, mm. and now you got the whole team that you had there before, and you got a guy for the next five years in his prime playing in New York, where you have been just absolutely uh, anemic at the quarterback position. And I think they're a year away. I, I think they're. Me too. I think they're a playoff team. But if I'm making a move, I don't want to make a move that's really a false move. That we have Aaron, and then we don't have him. Now what do we really have? Are we back to Mike White? That's why I like Derek Carr. I did too. Yeah. What the hell is going on that you and I are on the same page? You just haven't had me on in a long time. You and I just are not, mm. uh, you know, co- maybe it's my move to Connecticut. We're both Connecticut <laughs> people now, and so now we think differently. Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a few years ago, I never would have thought we'd have been on the same page. Nope. Now we are. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, you're growing up. I, I, I am. <laughs> How cool is this, though? Uh, we moved to Connecticut, and Polly. Polly's little girls, um, Peyton and Molly, they babysit my little five-year-old now. MacGyver. Yes. It's, <laughs> it is the best thing in the world because Polly was the one that always reached out to me back when I was struggling so, poor, so poorly, and we've stayed friends forever. Yeah. Um, and, and now we're in this place where his, his little girls are – I go to his girls' uh, little basketball game and – and, and MacGyver came along. I still think that you got to name your kid MacGyver. How awesome is that? And your wife was fine with it. She's the one who picked it. Damn. But is he going to be Mac or is he going to be, are you going to be, you know, hey, his name is MacGyver. Um, 
I call him Mick G. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, it's MC. It's not spelled like MacGyver, the TV show. It's spelled M-C-G-Y-V-E-R. So I call him Mick G. Um, and I call him Guyver sometimes. Um, All right. You know, some people call him Mac. Um, but uh, he knows when he's in trouble. He'll, he'll get the MacGyver Fitzgerald. Ooh. Get your butt over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see you. You too. And I hope your car, uh, you know, is It's just, just a, a 15,000-mile service okay. appointment. It just happens to be down the road. So I thought I'd come in the green room and watch you, watch you work. Always Thanks, guys. Always great. Happy for your success. That's yes, uh, Ryan Leaf joining us on the program. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL. Featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect 
this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Ramona Shelburne, one of our favorites, was uh, there last night in attendance. ESPN NBA insider, senior writer, and for the second straight year, ESPN's NBA coverage celebrates International Women's Day. Today, all women-led broadcast, more than 70 women on camera, behind the scenes, leading the NBA coverage. Mavs and Pelicans tip off at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. Tune in for NBA Today, NBA Countdown shows as well. Ramona will be part of the NBA Today panel at 3 Eastern. Good to see you again. Ramona, what's that mean to you, International Women's Day? Well, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's something like when I came up, I was always like the the only one in the press box. And me, me, me and maybe one other person. I remember Lisa Dillman from the LA Times. It was me and her on the Clippers. And, it, and then we look around, there was nobody else. Um, and now that now I, I see women everywhere. And so I think that's really cool that it's it's uh I'm glad we celebrate it, but it's almost because because we've done so much here, um, it's not as rare anymore. And I and I'm I'm glad every night I, I walk into the studio, I see I see women there. But when you were in high school or college, yeah. who did you look up to? Oh man, that's Jackie Mack, <laughs> Jackie McMullen, right? Um, so I grew up in LA, and I grew up watching watching the Lakers, right, and the Boston Celtics. And so I think the first time I met Jackie McMullen when I, I went out to cover the Lakers against the Celtics in the 2008 Finals, um, I tried to ask, you know, try to introduce myself, and it's the first time. Dan, you know me; I talk a lot, right? Very rare that I <laughs> cannot find words. I think I just. I could not even talk to Jackie McMullen. <laughs> like, I was like, ja- Jackie, my name is, you're, you're Jackie. Like, I, <laughs> it's like that uh, Chris Farley character on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You're Paul McCartney. You're so, yeah, and she's like, yes. <laughs> right. I, but, um, and I don't know if people understand the imprint that Jackie McMullen yeah. has left on the NBA because – like, I, I remember we played pickup basketball in Chicago during the <laughs> NBA Finals. She was on my team. She was just, you know, part of the, the media. She, she was not yeah. somebody different, but she was. Right. But she yeah, just... she's Jackie Mack. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Well, uh, you know, for me too, like playing college softball, like, you know, we, we played, I played at Stanford, and it was like, we made it to the College World Series my senior year. And that was the year where they put the semifinal, they put the whole World Series on ESPN. That was the first year they did that. Before that, you had to make it all the way to the semifinals or the finals. And so, like, I mean, that's, I think that might have been my first TV appearance, right? It's just being on ESPN <laughs> in, the, in the College World Series. But now it's like, turn on and there's a softball game all the time. There's people, you know, all, all summer long or all spring long we're watching it. Uh, how would you sum up the atmosphere last night with Pal Gasol's jersey oh, retired? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, first of all, like there was a uh, there's people who came back, right? So there was, you know, it was it was great to see Phil Jackson up on the up on the video board. He did a video message for him. He was he stayed mostly in a suite, but we haven't seen Phil in a lot of years here, so that was that was cool seeing him. I saw his whole um, uh, the the entire Spanish media was there, right? Um, <laughs> they were. Uh, I think I got interviewed by seven outlets from Barcelona because <laughs> uh, he really is a national hero there. But I, that was interesting, Dan, because he. You know, he only played seven years for the Lakers, right? And they won two titles in those seven years. 
uh, but he was universally beloved. And it's 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 easy to forget, like when the last year or so of his time there, it's kind of awkward, right? They tried to trade him for the in the Chris Paul trade, and then there was other trade subsequent trade discussions. It was like kind of a messy ending there. Um, and so, but he's he's sort of right back into the family now. And I thought it was appropriate. His his jersey is right next to Kobe and right below James Worthy's. Um, and it's like that's the kind of player Powell was. Like he was. Um, he was such a, a gentleman, such a great complimentary player to Kobe. Like you could not have designed a better complimentary player for Kobe Bryant than Pau Gasol. And like the one thing I always remember, uh, he when they traded for him, like the Lakers never did midseason trades, never because the, Bill ran the triangle, and you know the triangle might as well have been hieroglyphics to most people, right? Pau literally had like one meeting. He was like, "Oh yeah, I got this. Okay." Oh wow! Because <laughs> he's so smart and. And I think that basketball IQ and and with him and Kobe in terms of their basketball IQ running the triangle it was just a seamless fit. And um, it was great. It was great seeing there. He had his two little kids. He had like the baby there. And then randomly at the end, this is like such a random note, but it was it was like something that sticks out to me. Jimmy Butler came over. I know. I know. Okay. And I and I remember I was like doing the math. I'm like, wait, the Heat played in Miami last night, and they have a game against Cleveland tomorrow night in Miami. <laughs> So did Jimmy just fly? Who Jimmy played with Powell in Chicago, obviously. Did Jimmy just fly on the off day to like give Powell a hug? That's pretty, cool. pretty amazing. Would you rather <laughs> have your jersey retired in the Raptors uh-huh. with the Lakers, uh huh, or just be a Hall of Famer elsewhere? I mean, you can't be in the Raptors with the Lakers without being a Hall of Famer. So there's like it's kind of a debate here in LA, right? There's a lot of Lakers who could have their jersey retired, but they're not Hall of Famers. So like a Michael Cooper, for example, Derek Fisher, those guys have a lot of rings, but they're not up in the Raptors because they're not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. So that's why it's like a like you know they got a lot of jerseys up there, <laughs> so they gotta they have a certain standard, and it's a. Uh, you know, they're doing it quick now, too. They don't wait to retire jerseys until you go into the hall. Um, but it was it was a great scene. And, and the only thing about Powell, like, you know, do you remember when at the end of his time there, when Mike D'Antoni got there and there was this big fight over you know, playing Powell and Dwight Howard together, because playing the two bigs. And Mike D'Antoni was like, no, it's just it's just simple math. You can't have two bigs on the floor at one time. And, you know, it's not how it works, right? And Powell, like, really was very offensive. Like, at one point, they brought Powell off the bench. You remember that? Um, by the end of his time, though, Powell was starting to shoot three-pointers. And then when he goes to Chicago and to – I think he finished up in in, uh, in uh, Milwaukee and, uh, and Portland. He was shooting threes. shooting threes so you can see that evolution of the game like he just had to change because the game changed so much like now you you have to be a stretch four or five if i changed rosters if i put Uh the lakers roster in the clippers uniforms okay and i put the clippers in the lakers uniform how much coverage do Ah. the the clippers get oh that's a great question yeah it'd be every day I mean, even though I don't like like Kawhi Leonard probably wouldn't say anything, but like people would cover him every day. And that's, um, you know, Paul George is a good, good media guy, you know, but um, it's really just it's the uniform. It's the stage. It's the it's the bright lights. So even if LeBron was with the Clippers, they the Lakers are still going to be the star. Yeah, the Lakers. It's it's a it's a Laker Dodger town. I mean, yeah. we, you know, I do radio in L.A., Dan, and we always we we know the demos of who listens and what they want and when they turn it on, when they turn it off, and it's literally like 
if you want to rank the top five topics, right? Like what gets the people to listen? It's Lakers, Lakers, <laughs> maybe a little Dodgers, Lakers, Lakers. <laughs> it's, it's like that level of interest. Do you remember the first time you sat down with Kobe or interviewed Kobe? I don't know if I remember the first time. I remember some of the best times, right? Where he, um, uh, you know, Kobe's like a year older than me. So I was in high school when he came into the league. And I like I remember when he took Brandy to the prom. That was a big deal. And uh, so when I got to cover him, I just I just graduated college maybe a year or two earlier. And I think they sent me out there to run quotes. Howard Beck was our beat writer at the time, and I was mm-hmm. giving him a morning off or whatever. And I was like really starstruck because this was like the Shaq Kobe Lakers era. And I'm like a 24 year old kid just you know, off the microphone, right? Um, and uh, and after a little while, like Kobe Kobe took note of who was out there. I remember one time on a road trip, I was filling in and I think he realized that this was like the first time I'd been on a road trip. And because obviously I wasn't the regular beat guy and he was about to leave the locker room. We were in Memphis and he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, hey, um, I was about to leave. Do you need me for anything? And oh. I, I was oh, my God, well, really? Like that level of understanding that. OK, one, I'm young. I'm not here every day, but I'm clearly filling in for the beat writer that night. And he was going to leave. And he, I think he kind of knew, like, I'm Kobe. You probably need to talk to me. And you're going to look bad if you don't have quotes from me, right? Like, it was just that level of recognition mm. where I didn't even think I was relevant at that point. I didn't think he knew my name. MVP vote goes to who? Ooh, this year? You know, I think it's. I think this year it's Jokic. But I want to see how, how this year finishes, right? Because um, Jokic, to me, like, you, can, you, you have to separate – the last two years, even though I know it's going to factor in people's mind of like whether you vote for him or not. Um, but like, you know, early in the year, I thought it was Jason Tatum because the Celtics got out to such a great start and he's having a like a career year. Plus, I think he's a better two-way player. Um, the Celtics kind of faded a little bit here. But why are we ignoring Giannis? Like, they're the best team in the East right now and Giannis is having a great year. And then, and then, oh, just, just when you think it's, it's one of those two guys, then Joel Embiid comes out and has an incredible game, and they beat Giannis in the Bucks the other day with him hitting a key shot and, and getting a defensive play. So I think uh, Jokic feels like the solid front runner right now. But if that East finishes in a in an interesting way, like say the Bucks stay on this run and they just you know build a four game lead, it's gonna be hard to not vote for Giannis. Um, or let's say Philly gets up there. Philly's been playing really well, and Embiid has been playing out of his mind. So I think I think it's one of those three. At this point, we, for a while, I thought we were at five. Then we were down to four candidates. I think Tatum's kind of fallen out right now. Um, but we'll see how maybe they hit a finishing kick. So it's it's one of those three. And uh, it's going to be interesting as we go to the end here uh, to see the, you know, Jokic has such a solid case now, especially with Denver in first place. Like, yeah. I thought he has a better case this year than he has in the last two years. But best team in the West is who? Yeah. <sighs> Okay, let's 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 reframe that question. Okay, I know it's your show, but I'll reframe it okay. for you. Um, okay, if you had to say, there's you get one team, and that's where you're putting all your money on, right? Versus the best team, right? Who do you think is the most likely team to come out of the West at this moment in time, March eighth? I think I think I'm rolling with Phoenix, right? I yeah. think the team I have the most faith in is probably Phoenix right now. Um, just because of their ceiling, because of how much belief I have in Devin Booker and and Kevin Durant, and I and I think my second choice would probably be the Warriors, which is crazy because I know they just lost in Oklahoma City last night, but I 
I know it's the the heart of a champion, all that stuff. I just when I see them and they're good, I'm like, I know it's in there, and I and I feel like. I, I'm never going to write them off until they finally lose. Right? Well, we're we're waiting um, for Joker and Denver to do something in the postseason. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know I mean, we're waiting for Giannis to do something. He won an MVP, correct. and and if you give him the MVP yeah. this year, that's why I, I'm I have no problem yeah. with that. But yeah, I'm surprised that Joker is going to win the MVP. Only from the standpoint of the media loves to tell a different story. They they've been waiting for Luca to to be that MVP, and that's not happening. You know, I still look at the most valuable player in the NBA, and I think it's Kevin Durant, because where he yeah. goes, I mean, he can win a championship. You know, he wherever he goes, wherever he goes, yeah, you got to factor him in. And you know, here he is in Phoenix, and we're talking about them. You know, perhaps winning a championship. Uh, I hope you have a great day, a busy day, and yeah. uh, always great to catch up with you. Thank you, Ramona. Thanks. You know, you got you're the only one who has more and better bobbleheads than I do. I've got so many bobbleheads. I don't want any more bobbleheads, but for some, remember when it was the rage? It was like, yeah. oh, you got a bobblehead. And then I was at ESPN. They go, hey, you got a bobblehead. Now it's a thing. Yeah. Like everybody probably sends you their, all of their bobbleheads. Right? Yes. I got a lot of tchotchkes, as we like to say. Uh, thank you, Ramona. Thanks, Dad. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.